The Rocket Review, a streaming video podcast where consenting adults discuss sex, kink and BDSM, sexual health, sex work, and the adult entertainment industries. While our conversations are created to build understanding and share valuable information, not all views expressed reflect those of the producers, hosts, or sponsors. The Rocket Review is intended for mature audiences only. Hi. <laughs> so, Michelle, tell yes. me, how long have you been a professional sex worker? Um, close to 10 years now. 10 years. And wow. how long have you worked at... And how long have you worked at Sanctuary? Uh, well, four years. Going up, going up five years, you know, running. Mm-hmm. Super excited. I'm really happy to be here. <laughs> right on. Yeah. Would you consider yourself a dom, a switch, or a sub? Um, I'm, a, I'm a 100% switch. It really depends on the dynamic, you know, that I have with um, my partner at that very moment. You never know, you know. The, uh, the most dominant um, clients that I've had... When I finally get to meet them or, or, you know, or after a couple of sessions, I usually end up topping. And it's like something that they, you know, experienced for the first time or they, you know, or they weren't aware that they were as switchy as, you know, they can't be. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I myself am a switch. I mm-hmm. appreciate that in, uh, in professionals and even in lifestylers. Right. If you had to. So think back. Okay. When did you first discover or start to feel you know i'm a little kinky okay and like then when did you embrace it okay it's not often the same point in time for people mm-hmm. okay um i can tell well there's little things um le- leather was always something that really intrigued me and growing up i grew up with a with, a, with metal heads as parents you know so that's something that like i kind of like found out you know in my early adult uh, years like, or my early, like, 20s. But um, I can tell you my first, like, um, I guess official session or, or, or paid session. Um, and I was uh, 16, and I had no idea what, what I know. I mean, like, it was, I didn't know that there was such a big, like, like a community, you know? Um, do you, would you like to know? Like, sure. Yeah. Um, I think I remember when I was 16, it's like ditching high school. In, here in downtown LA, and I was on the train on my way to Hollywood, and there was a man, who, you know, like staring at me, and I was thinking to myself, like, oh, this guy's like, you know, being being a creep because he started like, you know, waving at me, and I'm like, okay, and I ignored him. He comes up to me and tells me, hey, you're, and he was like, an, you know, an older like, I think he was Armenian, uh, an Armenian man with a really really heavy accent, telling me like, pointing at my boots. I was wearing boots just like yours. And he, uh, he tells me, your boots, you know, this thing. I'm like, what? And, you know, and, and, I, and it, I got thinking, I got, you know, I started, I started thinking that maybe, like, he was offering a service to, like, shine my boots. And I said, no, no, thank you, sir. I don't have any money. That's when he tells me, no, let me pay you to shine your boots or to clean your boots. And I'm like, what? Like, what? I'm 16. I have no idea what the hell BDSM is, kink, nothing, you know? Super sheltered, you know, a, a sheltered teenager. I'm like, what, what are you talking about? He's like, I, and he pulls out like a hundred bucks. And he's like, let me, you know, ki- you know, at least kiss your boots and I'll, and for a hundred dollars. And I, re- I remember I was going to Hollywood and window shop at Amoeba with a friend of mine. And we had like no money. And we had like $3 to our name. 
And my homegirl looks at me, and you know, I look at her, and she's like, yeah, do it, dude. Like, we could buy CDs, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I did it, and, like, I remember back home later on that, that afternoon, and I, like, started searching on Google. Like, some man just paid me to kiss my boots. What, what is this? <laughs> that is fantastic. Yeah. It, well, it leads directly into... You started uh, uh, in, kind of inadvertently, rather right. young, right. you know, um, in, in, in what is a, a pretty um, kind of romantic, kind of, not, I mean, and I'm not going to romanticize what went on. This guy, I, I this guy creeped on a couple of underage girls, but at the same time, he was there to, for a very specific, you know, fetish, it, and, and he laid it out very ex- clearly. Exactly, and it also made me realize that there are people, you can, part, you know, you can act out on, on, on certain fantasies in a way that's you know, safe, sane, and consensual, you know? And, and I remember, like, you know, I mean, you know, time goes on after that, at that point, and I, you know, I go through, like, rough times, and, and I, I've had to, like, eventually, like, um, I, I guess, like, go full circle, and I, and I realized that, like, you know, I, I, I don't use sex work as, like, a, like a, a stepping stone, you know? It, it, it was, it's been, like, a part of my life, you know? And, mm-hmm. and, and I'm, like, very like grateful, you know, uh, of being a part of this, you know, um, um, culture and, and I don't know, making people smile. <laughs> I don't know. If you had to pick yeah. one fetish as a professional that you really love, per, like, you know, giving as a service, what, what, which one would you pick? Face sitting. <laughs> Is that like everybody's? Like, no, 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 no. First time Face I've heard sitting. it this week. Face sitting. Yeah, I like that. I like, I like, um, I, I also have a, that, a fetish of my own of, of being, um, smothered by like, you know, very, very, you know, big, big, big women. I, I, I love that. I love feeling smothered. I love feeling confined into spaces. And if, if I know that I'm giving that type of release to, you know, my, my client who loves that, say no more. <laughs> I'll, sit on, I'll sit on your face too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, is what's your like personal kink? What's the one that really gets your motor humming? Mm. Exhibition, being a, or being able to like. I, is that is that is that a kink? I, it I, is. It's a, it, it oh, feels yeah. so it feels so normal to me, you know. But like, I guess I guess it is a kink. Being being naked. Well, well, exhibitionism and nudism yeah. are very, very akin. They're very close right, to right, it. Right. Nudists don't sexualize their nudity right. in in general, and and uh, and exhibitionists are bringing their sexuality out for display. I guess so, it's both, and it is. That's their Venn diagrams are very overlapping. Right. right. And uh, and so yeah, it, it that's why it should feel very natural right. for a lot of people because again, this this is how we're born. This right. is our birthday suit. And I and I guess I'm I've I've now that I'm thinking about it like I've lived a, a life that's very um I'm because I'm very grateful to have you know peers you know friends of mine that are also very like accepting about certain things and and with all respect you know with, with respect up to people who are not into the, the, that same um, kink um but yeah I I, I hope I hope um, one day we can like I don't know like be able to like see a woman's t- you know titty while she's like you know um, feeding her kid and not like freak out over that, you know? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, hopefully many people are getting to get, start getting that way. If you, uh, uh, if you had known a sex worker okay. back when you started, okay. what 
advice would you have asked from them? Mm-hmm. I'll reframe it. Okay. If I, you could whisper in your ear advice that you've got from experience now, what would that have been? Uh, just do it. I mean, <laughs> just do it. Just do it, you know? Um, I feel like there are certain things that I've, I've, I've always, like, it will prevent me from doing it because being self, either being self-conscious or being shy or... or not fitting the, the norms, you know, of, of society. Like I was, th- I, I, w- I was very shy in the first couple of years about like, and I was kind of like um, ashamed of my sex work when I was very young, you know? And, and I like finally got the courage to like, you know, express myself more openly and, and I wish I just expressed myself a lot, er- you know, a lot earlier. I, yeah. I would, I would have, I would have taken, you know, like, I don't know. I, I guess I, I would have had like a, um, Different perspective, you know, in mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hear that. Thank you so much, Michelle, for your time. Thank you. This is awesome. Yeah, thank you. Hey, gang, Rocket here. Are you the owner or marketing manager for an adult themed or sex work based business? TRR has advertising sponsorship opportunities created for the adult industry. A one to two minute ad spot during episodes of TRR is a great fit for small adult businesses like. Adult event promoters, sex toy creators, fetish gear and apparel lines, adult social clubs, and online adult entertainment companies. Sponsoring the Rocket Review helps keep independent adult industry voices on mainstream platforms and makes phenomenal promotional tool for sex work and adult themed businesses. For inquiries, email rocket at therocketreview.com. Mistress Cleopatra, how long have you been a professional sex worker? Um, well, I wouldn't call myself a sex worker, though. That's what the general public um, how types you, us. How do you define? I am a performance artist in the art of BDSM. And I have been active uh, since uh, professionally since 2000. Um, it started in the club scene. And I took an avid interest in it, and I needed something to kind of um, fulfill my life in a way that um, would give me a more um, powerful stance on on the world. And so I decided to um, actually I answered and I asked to be dominated, quite frankly, because it was it's a very cloistered society, and I wanted to know what exactly was a dominatrix and what did she do. So in my query, um, I was actually recruited. Yes. At, um, I was recruited young, so, so yeah, you in my early 20s. Yeah. Okay, great. And I was recruited by, at, the, at that time, um, I would say the leading house in Los Angeles, which was, um, was no longer open. So many uh, great spaces uh, were lost even during the pandemic. Yes. Just recently. And uh, we've been talking a bit about that. And I've got a question. I'll ask it later here, just uh-huh. a second about that. So uh, you said around 2000, you began working and f- discovering kink in the clubs. Uh, what is your favorite uh, fetish and kink to explore, both maybe as a lifestyle or and a professional? It's fluid, quite frankly. Um, 
I feel quite frankly, when I first when I first started my 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 journey in this um, scene, it was more from a psychological, psychosexual point of view. It was more like a case study. Before I even entered as a professional, um, I was reading uh, John Willie's Bazaar. I also collected um, Richard Kraft Ebbing's mm-hmm. journals, and I also I think Will- Willem Steckel. All great works. Mm-hmm. And so, and so that's what I did. I, I and also, of course, the great Marquis de Sade. Um, I read most of his works. Uh, the misfortunes. What is it? The misfortunes of uh, Justine, right? The virtues. Mm-hmm. I also read. Um, so that's that's where it started. And so it's an ever evolving. Um, I would say journey at this point in time. Um, my favorite, I would say. I'm I'm a bit of a sadist, however. I am gentle when I need to be. Um, right now, my main, I think, um, launch point where I would like to kind of delve into more would be more medical. I think it's because uh, I've done some edge play in the past. It's very popular. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, it's very popular. It's very necessary to have these skills if you're going to survive and thrive in this industry. Education is key. Keeping up with it, constantly bringing in new scenarios to your routine is, yes. is very much, yeah. For, I think it's for our own health and mm-hmm. well being. Keep it, you know, keep it from getting too uh, in the rut. Stale. Exactly, stale. Mm-hmm. Keeping ourselves fresh. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite questions mm-hmm. if you could take the experience that you have now and give a bit of advice to yourself back when you began your journey, what would that advice be? I would say surround yourself with people that you can um, mutually benefit from. Ally yourself with um, teachers that um, want to make you better and, and and give of yourself be willing to, to learn. That's, uh, that would be my advice is also don't be taken advantage of it. When you're, you know, I started off as a submissive because that's how that's most people. That's how they learn. Though mm-hmm. not all dominance begin as a submissive. I did. And I think, um, there were a couple of um, instances, I believe in which, um, a couple of scenes didn't go as I planned them to be. And so I would say use your safe words. Absolutely. That's fantastic advice. Uh, something I, I harp on regularly. Yes. In the next uh, five to ten years, where do you see the professional industry going, considering everything we've been through with COVID and stuff? What's your, what's, what's your best prognosti- prognostication? You know, this scene is very cloistered, though it's inviting to people that want to join, I don't see the scene going anywhere, meaning it's here to stay. However, I think it's going to take people like myself who have been in and out of the scene over a series of decades to be more committed and Continue the legacy that others have left before us. That is excellent. 
Thank you. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Rocket Review. If you would like to be a guest or have your adult industry business featured on TRR, please email rocket at therocketreview.com. TRR is a production of Hole Punch Media and is supported through corporate sponsorships and subscribers like you. Remember, gang, if you can't be good, be damn good at it. <laughs> <laughs>